This episode of Locked On Aggies is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for the past 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us section so they know we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com is the place to be. It's the Locked On Aggies Podcast, presented by Locked On Podcast Network, talking all things Texas A&M. Now, here's your host, Cole Thompson. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat, talking all things Texas A&M, and there's a new theory going around of what could happen if spring football becomes a permanent thing. Now, that does not mean with Division One, but there is another division of football that a lot of people don't spend a lot of attention speaking about because of you're comparing them to these Division One powerhouse programs, and unfortunately, this could mean it hurts the schedule for a competitor like the Aggies. So we're going to be breaking down the positives and the negatives that come with it and how it would affect AM's schedule moving forward past the 2020 season. Before we begin, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to help make this show better, make this show a more quality podcast and more so Something that you want to come back and listen to daily, I'm always willing to take your advice. And secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things Texas A&M related content. You can find us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on Spotify. And if you can't do any of that, listen to us live here on LockedOnPodcast.com. So, if you haven't heard, this thing called the coronavirus, aka COVID-19, has taken over our country, and unfortunately, due to that, sports have been put on hold. Now, while we do have sports somewhat returning this upcoming week, with the NBA season, the MLS, and of course MLB returning without fans at the current moment, of course, the NBA is doing a bubble, MLB is doing very similar kind of style where they don't really lead the facilities that often unless they're staying in a team hotel. They get tested every day. The MLS has been doing a round-robin thing down in Orlando as well. Football right now is still on hold. A lot of people still don't understand or know what's going to happen with the football season, but unfortunately, we're starting to see some cancellations. Earlier this month, we saw Harvard and the Ivy League postpone football until the spring, and the FCS program, which people may not understand, is the other football conference. Uh, it's not in the FBS, but it's the one right below it, is starting to fall apace. The Southwestern Conference announced on Monday that they would become the next FCS league to cancel the 2020 season amidst the COVID-19 pandemic, with plans to play fall sports in the spring. The SWAC school presidents voted Monday to postpone all fall sports into the spring. In addition to football, it also impacts cross-country, volleyball, and women's soccer. The SWAC joined the Ivy League, Mid-East Athletic Conference, and the Patriot League, among others, putting fall off fall sports until the spring. So that means that for any school in there, which includes Alabama State, Alabama A&M, Prairie View A&M, Grambling State, and countless others will not be featured this upcoming season, at least in the fall. Now, a lot of people want to talk about Alabama State and Alabama A&M that play in the Magic City Classic, which last halted from 1944 uh, 1943 and 1994. Uh, That was because of World War II. 
Unfortunately, the 2020 Classic was set to take place at Legion Field in Birmingham. Of course, for AM, that would include the likes of Prairie View, which is right up the road in Prairie View, Texas. In addition to how it affects both uh, the Hornets, the Bulldogs, and of course the Panthers, no swag football means the cancellation of a number of non-conference games in the state. So for AM right now, they're not going to be included in this list. But Auburn was going to host Alcorn State. UAB was going to face off against Alabama A&M. And Troy was going to offer a day to go welcome in Arkansas Pine Bluff all on September 5th, while South Alabama was going to play the next weekend against Grambling State. The SWAC is the third conference with division schools that will cancel sports this upcoming season. So this is kind of a big deal. Here was the announcement from the SWAC officers the mo- uh, that morning. The Southwestern Athletic Conference has announced the postponement of all scheduled fall contests along with the SWAC championship due to the continuing concerns related to the COVID-19 global pandemic. The fall sports impacted including men's and women's cross country, football, women's soccer, and women's volleyball. The conference has stated the process of formalizing plans to conduct a competitive schedule for fall sports during the 2021 spring semester. Specifically, the sport of football and the plans to include a seven-game conference schedule beginning with an eight-week training period in January of 2021. Each member institution will play a total of six conference games with the option to play one non-conference game. The SWAT Council of Presidents and Chancellors felt the action was necessary to the outgrowing concern for the health and safety and well-being of both mentally and physical of student-athletes, coaches, administrators, team staff, campus facilities, campus faculty, fans, and supporters. The continued increase of COVID-19 cases across the country made portions of the league's geographic footprints and the southern regions of our country played a significant role in the council's decision along with the data that suggests African-American communities have been disproportionately affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. The SWAC shares the disappointment that there will undoubtedly be felt by student athletes, fans, and supporters impacted by the postponement due to fall sport competition. The league will continue to review appropriate measures to ensure health, safety, and the well-being of student coaches, administrators, and the local community, which continues to be the primary responsibility for the Southwestern Athletic Conference and its members' institutions. The reason this is such a big deal that nobody's really bringing up is because of this affects every other conference in a way. Keep in mind, these schools know that they're going to have a loss on their record. You, you very seldomly see one of these programs walk away into a Division I program with a victory. Now, it may be close. I mean, it may be very close. But it does not mean you're walking out with a victory. It usually means more than anything else, you're showing that you are a competitor in the FCS. And for the SWAC to do this, a very historically black college university schools, I mean, you look at the numbers in there, Prairie View, Grambling State, Alabama State, I mean, all of them, Alcorn State, they're all historically black colleges. And they're very, very talented universities. But when you take out that game, That now forces your FBS opponent to find a new opponent to face off against. And 9 out of 10, you're not going to get that option. Granted, you still have the option to maybe just skip out on the game. You could forfeit it. You you meet in the middle. Uh, Of course, you can kind of find a way to meet in a severance package. Because 
A&M, Alabama, Auburn, all these big-time programs pay millions of dollars for them to have a scheduled game against these opponents. So when they go into meetings, they say, we're going to pay you $1.2 million to come travel to College Station for us to beat your butt. That's what we're paying you for. And we're going to donate to your university. So unfortunately, that also means that when you don't play, you don't get paid. But this goes to the court. Maybe you'll say, oh, well, the COVID-19 pandemic happened. So you can come out with a severance package. Kind of like when you're fired. You don't get your full salary for the year, but you get a package. You get something in return. So I look at this and I go, okay, this is something that will affect not only the SEC, but it could affect A&M in the future. Any single time a team decides not to schedule against an opponent, it's a big deal. And David Pollack actually brought up a really interesting point that we're going to be breaking down today. What would happen if all FCS programs move to the spring? That's when football comes. We've been trying to find a narrative for spring football for a very long time. Many people who listen to the pod know that I worked with the AAF, the Alliance of American Football, that had minor success. Uh, I know many people who worked in the XFL that had much more success in the AAF, but it still had minor success. So instead of seeing these prospects of players, of guys who maybe never had a shot of making it in the NFL or guys who are way past their prime in the NFL, instead, what if we just saw really talented players who have a shot of possibly making an impact on an NFL roster in a year but they just play in the spring and then right before they get drafted. And they can decide when they're drafted if they want to go play or not. Kind of like baseball. I mean, you look at baseball programs, they never have to be drafted. They could be drafted in the first round. They could be a top 10 pick and go, you know what? I want to go continue to play in college. They could be a fifth round pick and go, you know what? Nope, I need more improvement. I want to be a first rounder. I want that money. I'm going to go back to school. Just because they go and they're drafted, doesn't mean they have to play. So instead, with this, they're drafted, they can decide, do I want to go play, or can I finish out my college career and then go play? I think that's a really interesting option, and we're going to be breaking that down in a little bit. You know what else will sometimes break down? Your car. And if you're like me, you want to be able to fix the part yourself. But you don't want to have to go wait in line and get ripped off by a dealership, so why not use rockauto.com? RockAuto.com is a family-owned business that has been serving auto part customers online for the past 20 years, and they have all the necessary parts you need for the do-it-yourselfers at home. In fact, Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints actually lost his tailgate, found a brand new one for his truck, and paid the price and installed it himself. Go to RockAuto.com's amazing catalog, find out the specific part you need, the brand, the car model, and see the actual price. It's an amazingly low selection, and you're going to be able to install it yourself, saving you a couple bucks here and there. Go to rockauto.com and type in locked on on the how'd you hear about us section so they know that we sent you. It's amazingly low selections, reliably low prices, and it's all the parts you will ever need. Rockauto.com is the place for you if you're trying to install a part and save a couple bucks yourself. Coming up here on Locked On Aggies, the Aggies actually face off against an FCS opponent, and as of now, that still is going to happen. But say that there is a trend of seeing teams actually move to spring football. How would Abilene Christian being on the schedule actually affect the Aggies moving forward when it comes to scheduling teams? We'll be breaking down how in just a quick moment. 
Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat, talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, let me get your opinion on something. Do you love quality podcasts surrounding your favorite sports teams on a daily basis? If so, why not listen to a Locked On Podcast? The Locked On Podcast Network has over two dozen college sports teams, plus every team covered in the MLB, NHL, NBA, NFL, and of course, highlight information to get you ready for fantasy sports seasons. So make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, at least listen to us live here on LockedOnPodcast.com. We're starting to see a trend of FCS schools actually say, you know what, we're not going to play this year. We've already seen the Patriot League, the Ivy League, and now the SWAC all say, We're going to move our fall sports into the spring and make it more affordable, not only affordable, but also more contingent for our teams to actually play this year and not have to worry about the COVID-19 pandemic going on. Well, A&M, who is part of the Southeastern Conference, and Abilene Christian, part of the Southland Conference, have not decided how their schedules are going to go. Now, we've already seen this kind of happen in the FBS level as the Big Ten the Pac-12, and the Big 12 is almost there right now, have already come out and said, we will only play teams in our conference, which means we will only play about eight games this upcoming season. We will not schedule against out-of-conference opponents. We will not be playing FCS schools, and we certainly will not be playing schools that do not feature our region. So a game like A&M versus Colorado is already off the table, and a game like Alabama versus USC to start the year on September 5th is no more. In fact, the Crimson Tide are scheduling now to play BYU, who isn't independent when it comes to football. But the Southland Conference, which features Abilene Christian, is not one of those FCS programs that has come out and said, we're only going to play against our own opponents. We are still looking to play ahead this upcoming September, which means the September 5th weekend game at Kyle Field as the Aggies take on the Wildcats is still a go. And perhaps more importantly, Abilene Christian is actually looking very much forward to playing at College Station. Going down to Texas A&M is a great opportunity. ACU boss Adam Dorrell told the Abilene Reporter News, there's two things that could happen down there. We could make Sports Center in a positive way, or we could make Sports Center in a negative way. So we want to be a part of the positive end of the deal. Just to have the mentality that we don't have anything to lose and a great opportunity to go to College Station and play an SEC football team with their proud history and tradition. We take the approach that we're going to be super aggressive. We don't have anything to lose. We'll go down there and play extremely hard. Now, A&M, and according to Greg Sankey, still have the option to say we're only going to play against opponents in our own conference, which means in all SEC, maybe they'll find a way to have a 10-game season. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll just stick their normal eight games. They'll play the two SEC East schools, South Carolina and Vanderbilt, and they'll play their own SEC West opponents and call it a day. But more importantly, if they were to do that, we could start seeing lesser and lesser opponents scheduled, which is a positive and a negative. So for AM, if they were to play Abilene Christian this year, let's get the pros and the cons out real fast. So the pro, it's likely an easy win for AM. It's a good tune-up game to start the year. Keep in mind last year they beat Lamar 66 to 3 
And I think they were up 45 to nothing at halftime. You got to see Zach Calzada. You got to see Isaiah Spiller. You got to see all the young talent kind of make a name and make a mark for themselves in the second half, which was a tune-up game before they had to go face off against another SEC opponent, which the weekend after that, I believe, was against Auburn. When they did lose that game, but they did look better. 28 to 20 loss is not the worst loss you can have out there. So that's a pro. It starts the season off on a right note before they have to go face off against teams like Arkansas, like teams like Mississippi State with a new West Coast offense going to Starkville against Auburn, which they'll face early October. All of that is a must in their favor. Another pro, you get to start to see maybe some fans in the stands. You already know that with COVID-19 this upcoming year, there's going to be some problems when it comes to seeding. Now, the NFL teams have already come out and said that they're limiting seeding to either 20% capacity or 10,000 fans or 25,000 fans, whatever it is, they've come out and they've stated, this is what our plan is moving forward. So with a game like Abilene Christian, most fans are leaving at halftime. You have your loyal, dedicated fans, you have your sports reporters, and you have your fans that likely made the trip over to town. But most of the home fans, if this is a blowout win, they're going to the bars, they're going home, they're going to get some sleep, they're going to go catch the game on ESPN+. Plus. They're going to find another way to watch it. They're not going to stay in the blistering heat that is Texas out in College Station. So, with limited seating, probably this is a way you can expect to see how the season will go if there are fans in the stands. And the final pro of all this, A&M keeps another game on their schedule. What this really comes down to is, even though it won't really matter in the end, because if you see it every year, a team goes undefeated and they're underappreciated. A team loses one game to the number one team and they miss out on the college football playoff. But if A&M can be a 9-0 team versus an Alabama that's only an 8-0 team, or versus an Auburn that's a 7-1 team, that's a must-win in their pocket. More importantly, it's because of, you look at the schedule, they beat all of their opponents in conference play, but they also beat an opponent out of conference play. And they were able to keep that schedule going. And while it might not be fair to other SEC schools, it does allow the SEC to stay prominent and it allows A&M to stay prominent. So all of those are pros. Here's a con that comes with it. Let's just say someone from Abilene accidentally was not tested right or was asymptomatic when it came to COVID-19. They make a tackle. They're out on the field. They pass the virus on to somebody. Guess what? Now we have a problem. Now possibly you're having a player miss out on a game. Second option, you get a player hurt really early in the season. Last year, we saw Sean Corbin go down in week two against Clemson. The run game was depleted for the Aggies. There was nothing going right for them in that department. Kellen Mond was pretty much their only rusher outside of Spiller, and the team really struggled to create any type of two-way offense. You don't want to see that happen with a star player. So, a Buddy Johnson gets hurt. The linebacking core is already kind of weak. You're going to have to see what you have with like a four-star Antonio Doyle in his freshman year for the rest of the season. Or on the offensive side, you lose Kenyon Green. That offensive line is already really shady as it is. You don't want to see him get hurt when you need him in conference games. That's another con. The final con of all, I think, is, is it a game that's necessary? Now, on the schedule and when it comes to uh, payment and all that, I don't think it is. I think that you can get by 
with winning seven out of your eight conference games and still be considered a contender. These games are just fluff games. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're important to finding out what your young talent looks like, but you know what your veteran talent is. You know who you're starting. You know who's going to be good on your team. You know who's going to be an impact player by the end of fall camp. You don't really need to wonder what's going to happen with these young guys that are probably going to be stars in two or three years. You want to know what you have with your main guys. So at the end of the day, it's not a loss for AM outside of just writing a check and saying, hey, thanks for coming. Bye. That's all it really is. And on top of all of that, most importantly, it doesn't affect the way people are going to look at them. AM wins by 50 against Abilene Christian. Okay, it's Abilene Christian. They don't care. The, the, the college football playoff committee is not going to sit there and go, wow, a 50-point win over an FCS program? They move right up our ranks. No, you're going to have them stay the same. Now, if they almost lose to them, that's actually going to hurt. So that kind of factors in as well. If they win by a field goal thanks to Seth Small, guess what? That's going to knock AM down the playoff rankings. That's going to put a top 10 team probably at number 17, 18 the next week. Because there's going to be a lot of questions, which actually hurts them. So I don't see how the pros outweigh the cons when it comes to this separation. More importantly, if this was to happen this year, the FCS could possibly look at maybe moving into a all spring or maybe a later season to build a more fan base revenue. And we're going to be discussing how this affects AM's future schedule in just a quick moment. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas AM. Guys, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Make sure you're listening to us live every single day here on lockedonpodcast.com and subscribe to us on social media at Locked On Aggies and at Mr. Cole Thompson. As we've kind of mentioned, with COVID-19, the FCS is starting to pull out a little bit saying we're going to play only against our schools or we're going to play in the spring. And at the FBS level, we're hearing teams say we're only going to play against our own conference opponents. And that could mean that we have a lesser season, eight games. Maybe that means that we add two more games from the conference. And we've already done some shows on that. You can listen to past episodes discussing what would an all-SEC schedule look like, what would an all-round-robin schedule look like. Something along the lines of that. But more importantly, let's just say that because of David Pollock's comments, who came on earlier this week saying the FCS should actually move to spring football or late winter football playing in the spring. So the season comes to an end in March, right before the NFL draft. If that was the case, is this a win for college football? It's yes and no. For the FCS level... Nobody talks about North Dakota State. North Dakota State is a six-time FCS champion. They have won it six out of the last eight years. You've seen Craig Bull go from North Dakota State to Wyoming. You've seen Chris Kleinman, who took over for Craig Bull, now coach at Kansas State. They're a really good team. Nobody pays attention to them because of why would they? There's really no reason to because you have all these massive programs, the Alabamas, the Auburns, the USC's, the Penn State's, the Ohio State's, the Michigan's of the world taking over 
TV deals, taking over markets. They're literally all we talk about on Saturdays. We don't talk about the Richmonds. We don't talk about the James Madisons, the William and Marys, the Sam Houstons, the Stephen F. Austins, the North Dakota State, the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. We don't talk about those programs. So they get a new deal with ESPN. They get new contracts. You bring some type of spring football during that dead period where we don't have anything going on between the end of the college football playoff and the end of the Super Bowl to the NFL Combine and later the NFL Draft. You finally have spring football that could possibly work. But what it also does for the FBS level is it makes teams have to add more competition. And this is a big thing, I think, for the FBS. Nick Saban at Alabama has come out and said multiple times, if I could schedule to play against the top 12 teams every single season over these non-conference schools, I would. I would do it 10 out of 10. If I could have an all-SEC schedule, I would do it. So instead, now you take out the FCS. So you don't get to play the Abilene Christians or the Ch- or the Chattanoogas or the Georgia, or not the Georgia States, my bad, uh, the, the uh, scrambling states. You don't get to play those schools anymore you now have to face off against either lesser opponents in say the mountain west conference or the WAC, or the aac or even more so you have the schedule against more power five conferences so you could start seeing more of texas versus alabama you could start seeing more ohio state versus penn state i mean ohio state versus virginia tech you could start seeing more a&m versus louisville a&m versus Wake Forest, A&M versus Florida State. Those are all things we could see start happening a little bit more here and there across the board because of you don't have that FBS, FCS opponent anymore. They're gone. They're no longer relevant to the conversation, which to me only adds more competition at the top level. We talk about seeing these teams go 12-0 and every season. We talk about having a four-team playoff. Okay, how can we schedule a real solid top four teams in the college football world if we don't have really strong competition? Nobody cares about Alabama A&M facing off against Auburn. Nobody cares about a Boise State beating non-conference opponents. But a Boise State taking down Florida State, like that was supposed to happen this year, That's a win people are going to want to listen about. That's a win people are going to want to talk about. UCF taking on these nonchalant teams and then winning the AAC is not big news. But them beating maybe a Vanderbilt, maybe them even beating a Missouri, them beating a Wake Forest, them beating a North Carolina State, those are wins that actually matter. So for me, the only way that we can see these teams actually prove We are one of the four best teams in the NCAA is by playing better opponents. So just for giggles, if you saw the FCS go to a winter schedule or a spring schedule, this actually plays a lot into A&M's favor. This plays into every team's favor in the FBS to say, hey, we just played these 12 teams. We went undefeated against power five opponents. We deserve to be in the conversation. Even if you're an 11 and 1 team and you played all Power 5 opponents every year, you deserve to be in the conversation. The FCS being gone 
actually is a big deal for the FBS because it proves not only do we know what we're talking about, as in we know we're one of the top four teams, we just beat 12 opponents in our own conference to show, hey, we're here and we're hanging around. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify, and make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. And while you're at it, make sure you listen to our sister podcast. That includes the Locked on Big Ten, the Locked on SEC, the Locked on Pac-12, the Locked on ECC, and the Locked on Big 12. Tomorrow, A&M will be coming to a schedule very soon to figure out if there will be only SEC opponents. Greg Sankey recently came out with a statement about how the season will go. We'll be breaking down that press conference. We'll be breaking down his thoughts, and we'll be breaking down what could change because of it. We'll see you tomorrow, and remember, y'all. This has been Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.